Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back. Thank you all that have been listening. And I'm going to kind of just keep flowing from our previous podcast. You know, we took a week off. I had some family family time, which is always so nice and so needed. All of our birthdays um, between myself and my daughter and my husband are all really close to one another. And so we love to just be so intentional about taking that time away. So I would encourage you all to do the same thing. Even if you're a single person, like take the time to set aside for you. You have to do that. Like it's very important to take time for you. If you constantly go and you're constantly busy, which almost all of us are even now, be intentional about taking that time away. All right. So no, what I want to talk about today was um, two weeks ago, the dangers of a herd mentality was the title of the previous podcast. And I wanted to kind of keep this going and bring a part two. And I talked about a lot of different things and and even really what um, a herd mentality is. And a lot of times that's just when you're driven on your emotions and you do whatever everybody else is doing. And oftentimes when you, when you run like that and you make decisions like that, it's totally emotions based and you're just watching everything around you and just doing whatever you see. And one of the things I said was you can be doing something and if somebody were to ask you why, you would actually have no idea. And that's the problem with a lot of things today. And not only do we see it in the world, so many people want to point out in the world where we see it, but I think over the years, what was so eye-opening to me is how much you see it in churches too. So in other words, it's everywhere. And just the danger in that and how you yourself have to position yourself to hear from God, to hear from God for you. You know, it's no different when people are constantly running to to someone to give them a word or to tell them what they need to do, right? It's like people drag their mess from the world into the church. It's kind of like um, people who read like their daily horoscopes and stuff like that. You, you can't follow your, your horoscope and then, you know, go to the Lord at the same time. Those are two different things, right? You know, I remember years ago, like when I was in my early 20s, I used to read mine just because I didn't, I didn't know any better. I thought it was totally innocent. I didn't think it mattered. And I would read that. And what happens is you kind of, you want to go back again and see what it says. And then it's almost like you're putting your faith in that, right? Rather than the word. But then what I've seen happen is people are saved and they're in the church and then they're running to a man or woman of God to get answers for their life or, or what they're supposed to do, you know. And don't get me wrong, we're supposed to um, have leaders and pastors that we look up to and learn from. And at times, counseling, you know, is necessary. But you cannot go in looking for someone to tell you what to do or answer your questions because you yourself can hear from the Lord, right? When you give your life to Jesus, He will speak to you, you will hear from Him. And he will guide you and he will help you in everything, in everything. And a lot of times the problem comes from people looking to man. I mean, the Lord even dealt with me with that before. I wasn't, I didn't have my intention wasn't for man to give me an answer. But what the Lord showed me was, hey, Erica, you're frustrated because you're, you're not getting clarity in this area that you're seeking clarity for. And you're not gaining clarity because you're waiting for this man or woman of God to give you the answer, right? Come on. I'm sure we've all been there before. So the Lord will speak to you. He will guide you. He will show you these things. And just so often it's, again, I've talked about everybody following the crowd. It's like, oh, everybody's going to wear this dress. Okay, now I got to wear this dress. No, you got to do what you like to do. Now, I always say this. There's, there's a way to do things, but it doesn't look exactly the same, right? For example, I can dress 
like a woman who knows how to carry herself and cover herself up, but that doesn't look one way. My style might be different from the next person's style, right? I hear the craziest stuff. Like if you're going to be a pastor's wife, you got to look like this. No, no, you need to look like you. You need to look the way you look. You need to be who God called you to be. God didn't call you to be the person you're sitting next to. God called you to be you and he needs to use you the way you are. We will grow and we will change and the Lord will show us things, but that doesn't look one way. That's not how the Lord works, which all brings me back to work of art. The, the name of my training business the Lord gave me, it's really his business, right? The ministry, the Lord says, hey, each one of us are a work of art. When's the last time you went and picked out some art? Or if you actually do art yourself, you painted something or you're looking at paintings or you go to an art gallery. It all doesn't look the same, does it? Right? I'm sure a lot of it's nice. You may like a lot of it, but it doesn't look the same, right? Neither do you and I. We are not to look exactly the same. So don't let anyone tell you your hair has to look a certain way. You need to dress a certain way. Like I said, so, you know, for those who want to pick apart the whole dress thing, because I already know, I already know where that goes. It's about, and these are actually more things I'm going to cover in teachings in the future, um, and even in, in some things I'm going to be doing with young women and women's conferences is how we carry ourselves as women, right? How we can still be beautiful, how you can even be sexy, but still be covered up and be tasteful, right? Um, and those are things we'll, we'll talk about. But in general, just making the point that it doesn't look a certain way, right? I think I, think I kind of hammered that pretty good. So I think you know exactly what I'm trying to say. So, you know, you just see that so often. Everybody's trying to be like the next person. You know, you're, you are an original and God wants to use that. God wants to use that, you know, because the, what happens is so much time is wasted when people are sitting back and watching the next person. People are sitting back and looking at what someone else is doing, sitting on social media, getting discouraged with themselves, getting frustrated because they're not doing what this person is doing over here, or they're not doing it the way that person is doing it. So now you feel like you failed. No, when God's saying, get your eyes off of man and put your eyes on me, right? What does the Bible say? In Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And all these things will be added unto you. Read, read the whole chapter, but seek ye first, always seek God first, but then keep God first and keep him in the forefront. And I promise you when you do that and when things come, it won't sway you. It won't shake you, right? You've got to take your eyes off man. And we've all fallen in that at some point. And I even say, if, if we veer over into the whole fitness arena, right? We have goals. We, we want to look a certain way. That's fine. That's okay. It's okay to have goals. But we also have to understand the body that God gave us. God gave each one of us a different body. Now, the, your job is to make your body, your temple, your vessel, right? The healthiest body, temple, and vessel that it can be. Now, your vessel, and even at its healthiest and its best, may look different from somebody. Well, it will look different from somebody else. And that's okay. Don't get caught up looking at social media, looking at the magazines, looking at the photoshopped pictures of individuals. It's not even real. And even in, with this fitness stuff and fitness um, competitions, if you've ever seen them where people do like the shows or whatever, um, you know, it's not necessarily healthy, <laughs> how, what you do to your body to get it to that place. And what I mean by that is it's, that's not, their bodies don't look like that every day. 
You understand what I'm saying? There's there's things you do to get to that point. It's not realistic. It's not realistic to maintain. So you got to keep God first. You seek him first. You keep him first. You keep your eyes set on him and he will guide you in all things. He will guide you in all things. So you can be at your healthiest and you can be at your best for you because you are a work of art. God created you. He made you. He makes no mistakes. Everything he does is perfect and it's good, but it's now your responsibility, my responsibility to take care of what he gave us, right? We have to steward that. We have to be good stewards of that. So, you know, the danger in the herd mentality is we get off track from where God is desiring to use us or for us to be because we've now been distracted by others. We've now been distracted by what everybody else is doing, how everybody else is doing it. And now you're not walking in your purpose. You're not in your purpose. You're not attached and on your way to where you need to be headed. You've now taken a detour. It's now going to take longer, right? You take a detour. It's going to take longer. You're trying to drive. You're trying to get to where you need to go. You're on the right road. You're on the right path. And it's like, boom, detour. You got to go this. It's like, what? Now I'm not going to make it on time. Now I'm not going to get where I need to be. It's no different in life. It, you, you must keep blinders on, especially now more than ever. And even when you're in church, see, you yourself need to have your relationship with the Lord. So you'll understand things as you hear it and as it's taught and how it applies to you. Sometimes people even teach from their own personal convictions, right? And it's not, doesn't necessarily mean something is sinful. It could be a personal conviction about something. The Lord could tell me, no, Erica, that's not okay for you to do. But it might be okay for someone else to do it, even though it's not something that is necessarily a sin, right? So to understand these things, you yourself got to have your own relationship with the Lord and be able to recognize that. And again, not base decisions of why you're doing what you're doing out of what somebody else said to you. You know, I've seen that a lot. I've even had people ask me questions of why I'm doing what I'm doing or why I don't do in certain cases what somebody else is doing. And if it's different, if it looks different from what like the majority is doing, people will look at you and think you missed it. You know, or, or, are you sure? Did you get that right? Are you doing it right? You know, and people are only saying that because it's it's not the quote unquote norm, right? Of, of um, what everybody else is doing. So I want to encourage you today. I want you to, to set time aside, which I hope you already do every day, but set time aside to get with the Lord. And you know what? Say, Lord, I'm going to keep you first, Lord. I'm not going to be swayed by what the world is doing. I'm not going to be swayed by what somebody else is doing, Lord. I'm going to do what you want me to do. And I want to encourage you all. That means even for your family, for your children. You got to hear from the Lord in regards to your children. You are not to to raise your children like everyone else is. Our our kids are different, right? Even being a spouse, you know, if, if you're to your husband or wife or whatever, you know, that, you got to hear from the Lord on that. Everybody's families don't work the same way. Yes, we have a godly order. We do things the way the Bible says to do them. But in our homes, something that might work for someone else may not work in your situation. Okay? And that, again, is the dangers of a herd mentality, living off your emotions, following the crowd, jumping up when everybody else jumps up, but you don't even know why. Come on, you got to grow a backbone. You got to gain confidence. And every bit of that comes from your heavenly father. Amen. Come on. Thank you all for listening to this today. I'm going to continue some of this and then get a little bit more into some fitness stuff because I know some of you guys have questions. Message me. You can get on Instagram 
or on Facebook at Work of Art Fitness. And let me know some topic shoes guys would like to, to hear me talk about. Any questions you have, I'm here to do that. I'm here to talk about it. Let me know. Thank you all who listen to this. God bless you guys. I love you all. Have a great week. I'll be back on here soon.